What's up, everybody? It's Joe Morado with VRH Development. Thanks for tuning in. I'm real excited to tell you guys about some new, some new things that are new developments that are arising. Obviously, you see the logo that we've come up with for merchandise. I am in the in the process of launching or rolling out a merchandise store. I've registered, I've registered the domain name, wearehapesdevelopment.com. I'm in the process of working with Gear Launch to get a, a merchandise store launched with the We Are Apes logo. I'm super excited about that. I'm back to flying solo this week. I decided to give my friends a, a break from me talking over them. I decided to give you all a break from the all the accents and listening to other people's testimony and interviews. I definitely am going to get back into that next week. I have a very good friend of mine, Eric Rogers, meeting with me next week. I can't wait. He's got some great some great testimony and some great story himself. Uh, we're going to be talking about battles. So here's your sneak peek into next week's topic. It's going to be on battles and dealing with life's struggles and battles and, and persevering through that and staying positive, staying accountable to yourself and staying willing to grow emotionally and spiritually through those things and coming out a better person ultimately in the long run on the other side. Anyway, we're going to jump into tonight's topic. Uh, intolerance is a big one for me. I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. I definitely think that it plays right into the apes mentality as far as being accountable, practicing positivity, growing emotionally and spiritually we have to learn to deal with intolerance, especially in the world that we live in today. We have to learn to be tolerant ourselves. Uh, and I'm going to get into some types of intolerance. We're going to get into the definition like always. Uh, I've definitely done some homework for y'all. I've definitely got some of my own experience like I, like I normally do to share with you. So let's just jump into it. Number one, intolerance, uh, the definition by definition is the unwillingness to accept or respect the views, beliefs, or behaviors of others, especially that that differs from your own. Uh, we know that there's, throughout history, there has been examples of intolerance. Uh, you know, the, the first two, obviously, that come to mind when you think about people being intolerant or intolerance and the way that it affects other people is racism, number one. Uh, you know, there's racism has existed throughout time as has religious very specifically religious intolerance uh, anti-semitism is a big one uh, you know there have been millions of people that have been persecuted slaughtered uh, because they were different because their views were different because their beliefs were different because their skin was different you know, some of the things that we deal with nowadays or, or has been more relevant is, you know, ageism, sexism, homophobia has been a huge one uh, in, in my life. Not for me being homophobic, but seeing friends and family specifically deal with homophobia, seeing homophobia run rampant in our country and in the world. Uh, obviously, there's political intolerance. Uh, this is a huge one, you know, I mean, everybody knows the, the political fanatics in their lives, whether they be family or friends, or maybe you personally are a political fanatic. Uh, and we're going to get into how that affects other people. Obviously, the biggest one right now, right, the biggest intolerance in the world right now is, is sexual identity. 
you know, there's intolerance to transgender, there's in, intolerance to all kinds of, you know, being gender fluid or identity fluid, and we're going to get into how that affects everyone, and, and what are, as far as I'm concerned, this is my opinion, of course, but as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's harmful, intolerance is harmful, uh, I would even go as far as to say hateful, uh, when it's, when it's in the extreme, and I think that we all have dealt with intolerance on some level, whether it be, you know, I, hell, I've dealt with people who are intolerant to fat people. I've dealt with people who are intolerant to men. I've de dealt with people who are intolerant to women. Uh, this is something that's constant. It's in our and it's in our everyday lives, and we just don't realize how prevalent it is and how much it affects us. You know, we we take in negativity around us and negative energy around us, and we witness negativity around us. And it affects us mentally. Uh, I, I, I don't know anyone that can just be bombarded with negative influence and negative input and not uh, feel the repercussions of that, whether it be draining, whether it be fatigue, whether it be uh, mood altering, you know, bringing down somebody's spirits. So we're going to jump into some of the attitudes, some of the general attitudes that go along with intolerance, recognizing those, those toxic behaviors and those toxic traits. These are just some some of the very specific attitudes uh, that I found and, and got examples of or had examples of to speak on. Number one, fanaticism. Fanaticism is is one of the things that I talked about already with political fanatics. Uh, you know, there are religious fanatics. There are you name it, no matter what, what cultural difference, no matter what sexual difference, no matter what, uh, no matter what you want to talk about, there's going to be fanatics that are far one side or the other. And the explanation is, you know, fanaticism is best defined by people who are unable to discuss things without taking up extremist lines of thought. Their way is usually the only way of thinking or the right way of thinking, and they're imposing their views on others. And I spoke to this a little bit uh, last week in expectations, and I've spoken to it before in communication about people force-feeding their opinions or their beliefs into other people. And I think that, I think that the, being a human being and being respectful and practicing being positive and accountable and, and growing emotionally is being willing to listen to somebody else's side and being able to disagree. Uh, I, I think that, and being able to disagree respectfully without being harmful or hateful with our words or our behavior is so important. Uh, you know, in the recovery community, there's all these cliches and they're all over the walls of our, of our meeting places. And one of the most common is live and let live. And to me, that's what that means. It means... I'm going to do my best to live and, and live by my beliefs and to let you live by yours without stepping on each other's toes or pushing each other into bouncing each other off of walls because we disagree or because we don't believe the same things. I say in every single episode of my podcast, my beliefs do not require you to believe what I believe. I believe that with all of my heart. I stand behind that with all of my heart. My beliefs do not require you to believe what I believe. Uh, my beliefs are my own. They are devised of my own experiences and my own opinions and my own research. 
and I do not try to force them on other people. I share my experience, strength, and hope through this podcast so that people might learn. They might get something that they can apply in their own life to help them with being accountable, positive, and to grow emotionally and spiritually. The next thing is psychological rigidity. These, these types of people or this attitude is an attitude of fear of anything that is different. People that suffer from, suffer from fear of things that are different often have trouble accepting things uh, that are different than what they're used to, different than their norm. And they also oftentimes have trouble accepting that other people might be right or that another perspective might be right. This was one of my favorite, the attitude of being a know-it-all, when in fact you're not a know-it-all. This is, this is best exampled by people who don't know everything about a subject or about a particular bias that they have, and they present theories as facts, acting knowledgeable about subjects that they actually don't have knowledge about. You know, this is, this is best seen in people parroting things that they hear on the news or parroting things that they hear on the internet without doing their own research or without having any experience of their own. You know, I, I can give you an example of this. I, I, I see it in the break room around voting time. You know, I'll see employees having a discussion or somebody on a rant in the break room at work, and then I will hear people who were in the break room repeating what they heard as if it was scripture. And it was just another employee's opinion and rant going on in the break room, but it sounded good, and now they want to sound intelligent by mimicking that information. And we all are guilty of that at some point and on some level. I would never claim that I don't do that ever, or that I've never done that myself. But when we're talking about intolerance, and we're talking about people hating a particular group of people or a particular type of people, a lot of times it's based on other people's opinions or theories. It's not even based on their own experience with those people. Uh, I know that I know that I have firsthand experience personally dealing with transgender individuals in the workplace, and they're some of the best people that I've ever met. They have hearts of gold, and I have no problem treating a transgender woman as a woman. If she wants to be called she, I have no issue with that. Uh, you want to start talking about enforcing laws and enforcing me to recognize somebody who was born a man as somebody who can give birth to a child or consider them a mother, we're going to get into some gray areas and we're going to have some disagreements. But when it comes to respecting an individual and it comes to respecting an individual's feelings and their process, I absolutely do. And I have people that will come on my podcast and testify to that. Um, it's about treating each other the way that we want to be treated. And there has to be balance. There has to be mutual respect. Or, or you know, you're just going to collide with everyone always. And you're going to have a very negative experience. I liked this one. An attitude of a simple world. Everything isn't as black and white as people like to think. Everything isn't so specifically defined. Especially in the world and generation that we live in now. Uh, you know, I just, I just spoke about the gray areas. And... and I think the more comfortable you can get with gray areas and the more accepting you can be of gray areas, the happier you're going to be as an individual. It doesn't make one lick of a difference to me how somebody dresses or whether whether they call themselves, you know, Christy or whether they call themselves 
Don Juan DeMarco. I don't care what somebody calls themselves at all. I don't care how they refer to themselves. It doesn't affect my life. I get up and I go to work. I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. If somebody else is comfortable in their skin by living a different way, then so be it. That's a gray area. I'm comfortable with them living in that gray area. It has nothing to do with me going to work, earning a paycheck, paying taxes, paying bills, and keeping the lights on, and keeping my pets fed. That has everything to do with me and what I need to do. And my happiness isn't based on what other people do. It's st it's stifling to me that I know individuals and that I have friends and acquaintances that are miserable because of how other people live their lives. And I just don't understand that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Most people who have an attitude of intolerance usually stick to their routines. They usually don't like anything that's unexpected or spontaneous. They don't like anything that's outside their norm. I kind of spoke to that already. Uh, a lot of people that have trouble with intolerance or an attitude of intolerance often have trouble in their relationships. What a shock. Who would have thought that somebody who's intolerant to other people's feelings and beliefs or, or lifestyle would have trouble in their personal relationships? They lack empathy. They feel the need to correct, dominate, or impose their point of view on other people. So they generally surround themselves with people who are passive or have low self-esteem. Um, I thought that was very interesting. That, that's a psychological standpoint and a, and a psychological uh, fact that I found on a psychology website about the psychology of intolerance. And I thought it was interesting, to be honest, because I never considered that opinionated people are strong, people with strong opinions or opinions of intolerance. Uh, would surround themselves with passive people or weaker-minded people who don't generally don't think or don't want to think for themselves. And again, that's what the apes mentality is all about. It's about you thinking for yourself. It's about you being accountable for your decisions and your behavior. And again, speaking to the positivity piece, specifically the P in apes is about practicing positivity. So how can you practice positivity or try to be a positive person if you're constantly in a state of being hateful to other people? Uh, it just doesn't go. And now, obviously, the apes mentality or, or this podcast isn't for everybody. Some people are perfectly content being assholes. Some people are perfectly content being miserable. We've talked about that before. Uh, in fact, I'm sure there have been times in my life where I have been comfortable sitting in my shit, feeling sorry for myself, blaming the world, hating the world. I was miserable. Let me speak to that again. I was miserable at that time, and I had no idea how to practice positivity. Um, I can't say that I've ever lived in a realm or an attitude of intolerance. Um, no, I take that back, actually. I, it's funny, I was thinking about it today. I have been intolerant of intolerance. There was a time where I hated hate. And I hated people that were hateful of other people. I hated racist people. I hated people who gay bashed. I hated people who were homophobic. I hated all of these people. I hated everybody. And then I realized that my intolerance was still intolerance, that my hate was still hurtful. And I was still projecting negativity and creating negativity in my life and in the lives of others. Even if I walked around uh, protesting hate, I was still spreading negativity with negative energy and negative intention uh, to defame and dethrone and devalue other people's opinions. 
And I don't have any interest in doing that anymore. It's a waste of time and energy. I would far rather invest my time in helping people to be tolerant and to be accepting and to be loving. Part of the recovery community that I belong to uh, in our literature, it says that love and tolerance of others is our code. And I live by that. I, I live by the fact that I have to love and tolerate everyone. And we're going to get into that and how to deal with intolerance when I get to that segment. The last, the last attitude of intolerance is that they, they tend to be jealous people. Uh, they struggle to accept other people's success. They definitely would rather take the wind out of your sail or talk smack about somebody than lift them up and brag about them and their successes. Part of the reason that this happens is because it creates a separation. They feel like this person has one up them or is on a different level than them and they just can't accept that. And I guess I have felt that way at times that, you know, somebody has surpassed me or outdone me, especially when you start comparing yourself to others and their successes and where they're at in life, right? Like who hasn't done that? Like, oh, well, this person's my age and they own a home and they have a career and they're married and they have kids. And, you know, other people are starting over, especially people in recovery are starting over, some of us, for the 18th time. Um, but really, we can't compare ourselves to others because everybody's on their own path and everybody's on their own journey. And you decide where you're at. You decide your level of involvement with everyone around you. And you decide the level of effort that you put into your journey. It's just like anything else. I tell people all the time, you know, I want to be, I want to look like, Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or a professional bodybuilder and only go to the gym once a week. I've, I've never had a guitar lesson, but I want to pick up a guitar and be able to play a song all the way through. And that's just not real life. We have to invest time. We have to invest energy into practicing and getting better at things. And the better that we get, the more efficient that we get, the more our skill set shows uh, without having to speak to it. And the same thing goes with practicing positivity with living an accountable life and with trying to continually grow emotionally and spiritually. Okay, so we're going to talk about practicing tolerance in our lives and extending tolerance to other people and dealing with intolerant people. Most people on the planet at some point or another have had trouble being tolerant of other people. I know I have certainly had people have to practice tolerating me at times. The practice of tolerance is far more about your relationship with yourself than it is with other people. It's about what you're capable of doing. It's about what you're trying to do, which is why it, again, plays so hard into the mindset of this podcast. Number one, you have to own your feelings. You have the right to feel how you feel, just like everyone else does. So, if you're struggling with someone's intolerance, try to remember that they have the right to feel how they feel. And really, you can determine your own level of involvement with somebody who is hateful or harmful with their words or their behavior. Certainly, we've talked about this before. We've, I, I talked about this in my very first episode with um, uh, emotionally unavailable relationships and dealing with people who are toxic, specifically. And if you determine that someone's behavior or beliefs are toxic to you and your lifestyle, 
you have my permission to cut them out of your life. Somebody asked me, how could you do that? I was like, give me some scissors, I'll show you. Like, it, it, it's really that simple for me. If someone is harmful to my mental state, my positivity, my spiritual state, if someone is an energy vampire or just a constant negative, my first, my first thought and my first goal is to try to help them and to try to coach them into not being so negative and to find out if they want to not be so negative. Again, if I determine that somebody is com completely content being miserable and being an asshole, hasta la vista, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time trying to rescue you from yourself. God knows nobody can rescue me or help me until I was willing to do some work and really start digging into causes and conditions. Which brings us to the next part, to look within. Discover what your problem is if you're having a problem with another person. If you're having a problem with another person's behavior, the way that they're talking, is it their language? Do you feel threatened in some kind of way? Do you feel hurt in some kind of way? Do you feel like they're crossing your boundaries? If so, try to communicate those boundaries. Like, hey, it makes me uncomfortable when you talk about racism or when you make racial slurs. Or, hey, we should probably not talk about transgender people because we just disagree and you seem to get very elevated or agitated when the subject comes up. Like, you can set boundaries in communication and conversation with people. Or you can just choose not to interact with those people altogether. Sometimes you have to deal with people like that, like at work. Now, we live in a time where, you know, corporate America, these kinds of conversations aren't supposed to happen. Uh, ignited conversations, heated conversations, discriminating conversations aren't supposed to take place, but they do. And I'm sure that I offend people frequently. Uh, I'm usually pretty cautious with with who's around when when conversations get a little a little sideways or a little off topic. Um, I also am very cautious to make sure people aren't offended or to apologize if I feel like somebody's been offended. Again, I don't force my ideas or beliefs on other people, but I do have a very strong opinion when it comes to certain things, which you guys will see when we start talking about other subjects like medicating children. Uh, but that's another week's topic. Next is check your ego. Is it your ego that is retaliating or wants you to retaliate against someone who's offended you? This is funny to me because we don't realize how much our ego plays a part of our decision-making skills. And it's not a man thing. I, I love when people are like, oh, men have pride and men have ego. Women have egos too, I can assure you. I know plenty of women whose egos wouldn't fit in my kitchen or my dining room. Um, so it has nothing to do with gender or sex. It has everything to do with people's idea of themselves, right? Recognize that you are not your ego, but its source. That was so big when I read that. Let me say that again. Recognize that you are not your ego, but its source. Limit your importance in a situation. If I can humble myself and realize that my beliefs aren't any more important than yours, it makes it real easy to tolerate someone else. If I think that I'm somehow more important than someone else, or I've risen to a higher status than someone else, then all of a sudden my beliefs hold more value? My ego must think so. 
So check your ego and make sure that it's not your ego that has you feeling some sort of way about somebody's beliefs or, or lifestyle. This one was this one hit me too. Meditate. Calm your spirit before you react to people. Offer them grace. Once you discover that the issue just isn't that important, it's real easy to allow someone to be who they are and to and to have their own beliefs. Obviously, if they're a fanatic or they're extreme and they're trying to force feed or take people hostage with conversations, boundaries need to be put in place. Again, communication and boundaries is the huge part of life that nobody ever talks about. Also, this is huge, except that change is imminent. Be mindful that the world is constantly changing, just as you are. The people around you are changing, and most are only with you for a limited time. Everything in this life is temporary. So understand that these situations that we're dealing with today, all of these, all of this discrimination and all of this bias and all of this intolerance that we're dealing with today is just another form of intolerance. 30, 40 years ago, it was racism and homophobia. Transgender and, and, and gender identity weren't even a thing. It wasn't even discussed. It was never brought up. It may have been a thing, but it was in behind closed doors. It was in hospitals and institutions. It wasn't in the public eye. The things that were in the public eye aren't an issue anymore or aren't discussed nearly as much because they've been foreshadowed by all of the new things that are offending people, right? Change is constant. Change is imminent. 20 years from now, we're not going to be arguing about the same things. We're not going to be fighting about the same things. The intolerance is going to have to do with something completely different. Next is use your power or your higher power. Let go of your attachment to the anger or annoyance that someone is that someone is bringing to your life. If someone offends you, focus on their positive qualities. Ask how you can be useful to them. In our in our recovery literature, it says when a person offends, say to yourself, "This is a sick person. How can I how can I help them?" God save me from being angry. Thy will be done. It's talking about separation. Separate yourself from your own personal attachment to the feelings. Draw energy and draw purpose and draw power from something else other than yourself. Take the focus off of yourself. Again, lose that importance. Realize that the person that you're talking to might be sick. They might be mentally sick or spiritually sick. And they might need your help or your empathy. Next is keep perspective. Always remember that you are not for everyone. As much as I try to get along with everyone in the world and everyone in my life, some can't stand my ass. That's just a fact. Some people just don't like you and aren't going to like you. People are going to be intolerant of you. I have been shown so much grace over the years, especially the past several years, I've been shown so much grace, not only by my coworkers, not only by my recovered community, by my family, by my God. I've been shown so much grace, and I need to consider that constantly before I'm condemning others with my judgment and my opinions. 
It's actually one of the things that I pray about pretty constantly is to help me to not be so judgmental and to not be quick with my judgmental tongue and to extend people grace uh, to be themselves and to have their own experience. Who am I to be somebody's judge, jury, and executioner? Yet all of what we're talking about in tolerance, everyone is a self-appointed judge, jury, and executioner. We got a bunch of judge dreads walking around. And uh, <laughs> when you put it in that perspective, it's pretty ridiculous. You know, we got a bunch of people walking around thinking that they have the right to condemn other people and to give them sentencing and carry out their execution. And nobody's better than anyone else. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, please know that I believe deep into my core that I do not believe that I am better than anyone else. I just believe that I have experiences and insight that is useful. And I have a, a God-given passion to want to help people and to want to share that experience, strength, and hope with people so that other people don't struggle. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I want to have the best human experience possible. And I want to share that. And, and I want to share the tools that I use to make that happen. Last but not least is practice patience. The universe allows room for all of your decisions and behavior while you're working through them. Try to mimic this form of tolerance in your own life, allowing others to make their own decisions and to practice their own behavior. The universe allows room for all of your decisions and behavior. You could also use God there. God allows room for all of your decisions and behavior while you work through them. Try to mimic this form of tolerance in your own life, allowing others to make their own decisions and behavior. This is something that I can speak to as people, I have coworkers that I could name who were patient with me and who showed me a great deal of tolerance when I was new in recovery and when I first started at my at my company uh, because I was very, very rough around the edges. My behavior was very crass. It was very profane. Uh, it was very rigid. And it was because I was broken and I, and I was spiritually sick and I had a lot of anger still and a lot of frustration. And uh, I didn't intend, I didn't intend to cause people harm or to push people away it was just I was just so far removed from the way that I was brought up from any kind of positivity or spiritual connection or any kind of usefulness or purpose I was so far removed from all of the things that are such a huge part of my life now that I was I was angry and I had a chip on my shoulder and I welcomed confrontation and even though I, I didn't agree with intolerance I was certainly intolerant of people who I felt were not as intelligent as me people who lacked common sense uh, I still struggle to be patient with people who I feel lack common sense or I still struggle to tolerate people who I feel are ignorant or lack common sense. It's probably my biggest area of opportunity, but I'm aware of it and constantly, and I work on it constantly, and I pray about it constantly, and I practice extending grace and, and trying to treat those people 
with positivity and and acceptance this is all about practice it's all about practicing what I preach uh, I'm, I'm never going to say that I don't do things or I'm not guilty of things the things that I talk about on this podcast I feel like are important and I feel like other people struggle with them too I've said that from the beginning if you struggle with tolerating people if you struggle with people being intolerant um, if you just struggle with how to communicate with people who are intolerant or practice intolerance all of this information is useful and if it can reach one person and be helpful to one person I'll say this before I before I land the plane and get ready to wrap it up for tonight. I've had so many people reach out to me. It has been such a gift so far. This is so new of a project. And I've really made some connections with people that I lost touch with. I've had people reach out to me. I've had men reach out to me that are struggling with relationships and moving on from relationships. And it has been such a gift and a blessing to be able to meet with people outside of the podcast and talk to them about things and to share my experience further and to give advice and suggestions because of the podcast. Like this has given me a whole new avenue of people to reach out. And I just want to thank all of you for, for supporting me, all of my friends and family, all of my listeners, all of my subscribers. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Please continue to listen, like, subscribe, share, if you want to hear me talk about a specific topic, please leave it in the comments. Go to my YouTube page, We Are Apes Development. Leave it in the comments. Every week I post the episodes there first. You can watch the video. You can leave a comment. I will reply to positivity. I will speak to topics that are left in comments. Uh, I, 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 I live for it. I look for it. I hope that you guys have a great week. I will keep you posted on upcoming merchandise. As usual, I don't care what you say about me as long as you talk about me. I'm going to share one last thing with you guys because I think that it comes back to balance. Everything in my life comes back to balance. I think that tolerance and, and dealing with intolerance and tolerating people has to do with balance and accepting that there is positive and there is negative. And I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to let my nerd show for a minute. There is no dark side nor light side. I will do what I can to keep the balance. The balance is what keeps me together. There is no good without evil, but evil must not be allowed to flourish. There is passion, yet emotion. There is serenity, yet peace. There is chaos, yet order. I am the wielder of the flame, the protector of the balance. I am the holder of the torch lighting the way. I am the keeper of the flame, a soldier of the balance. I am a guardian of balance. There is no dark side nor a light side, there is only the force. That's the Grey Jedi Code. I challenge you all to look it up and to see which one of your favorite Jedis were a Grey Jedi. Anyway, my name is Joe Morado, this is We Are H Development. You just listened to episode 8 on intolerance. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, share, share with your friends, post on your Facebook, hit me up on TikTok, and I will keep the content coming. Thanks for listening.